0: Reckless speculation from the TCL Broadcast Studios. You're listening to Mackie and Judd, TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Now launching, Mackie and Judd. We get things rolling with the opening bell. Want to ring the bell?
2: And welcome. And this is not going to be a pleasant show today. I'm telling you that right damn now. So if you are an Aaron Rodgers supporter, if you are an Aaron Rodgers lover, you need to turn off your radio and go to that milk toast kiss ass place that everybody else that really wants green and gold glasses to wear goes to. Go, Pat, go. Tonight, this loss, this season, the Dunn club is on Aaron Rodgers. 170 million dollars worth of crap tonight he wasn't throwing the ball to check downs he wouldn't live to fight another day he stunk tonight don't tell me about deep passes and all the great things that he can do when the obstinous does not allow this team to win because of number 12 period this one is on aaron Rodgers. done the season is over because of aaron Rodgers. gary ellison how you doing today
3: So basically what he's doing is drawing plays up in the dirt. So when you're drawing plays up in the dirt, Bill, that means you're not really following progressions. That means you're really looking for one matchup that you're looking for, and that's it. And if that guy's not open, you got nowhere else to go. So everybody's talking about these route concepts that McCarthy have or don't have, but when when you got Rodgers drawing stuff up, there is no route concept. If he's changing plays, there is no route concept. There are a lot of people were talking about designs of plays, but I don't know if you've been hearing this on your show. Well, McCarthy is not creative. He's not. I saw at least five plays tonight that looked like Andy Reid. I give you one. One was Devontae Adams came across the motion to the right and the flip pass.
2: Darren Jones
3: to Aaron Jones. Yeah, that was Tariq. I seen him running at to Tariq Hill. There was another play when they did the fake. They did that they they did the handoff and then they faked it, reversed it, and then he's got Devontae Adams going in the middle, but a double curtain. But hell, had he thrown the ball down the middle, he had a step on him. Let it go, Rodgers. Go, Pat, go! I'm not, once again, Jeff Rolowski, I'm not absolving Mike McCarthy of anything. I think the Green Bay Packers, they all got some play in it. It all stinks. All of them. And there's so much
4: more where that came from. There's so much more. Packer Ventline, let's see here. I just played you one, two, three, four, five clips from last night's post game show in Milwaukee. <laughs> there's one, two, three. We have six more to play throughout the course of the hour, and we'll play them again and again. If you're a Viking fan, you might not even care what happens in Chicago on Sunday night because what happened last night in Seattle was so delicious and was so great. And it leads to our uh, our, our Jonathan Harrison-inspired Twitter poll question of the day because they are turning on each other yes. in the state of Wisconsin like there is no tomorrow. The Mackie and Judd poll of the day is posted by our guy Jonathan Harrison, Manny Hill. Is Aaron Rodgers to blame for the Packers' problems? Because that is now the takeaway after last night.
1: That's the, where we're at.
4: They are turning on each other as quick as they can. Now, now the easy solution would have been just to fire Mike McCarthy today, and we can get into the fact that the bonehead coached another terrible game last night. But these people, these selfish SOBs in Wisconsin, who have had essentially two quarterbacks since the 1992 season when Ron Wolf, their GM, went and traded for Brett Favre, and then lucked their way into the fact that nobody took Aaron Rodgers until they snapped him up in 2005 at, at like pick number 24. They are now upset at their quarterback. The as you guys said before the show started today, we went through the litany of Chicago Bears quarterbacks yesterday since yep. 1990. Matthew Collar brought that up since 1990. You couldn't, I couldn't name half of them. The Vikings look like a bastion of quarterback stability compared to the Bears, and yet they have started essentially 100 quarterbacks since then. And now the Packer fans have decided that their problem must be Aaron Rodgers when they got a boneheaded coach. If you're a Viking fan, though, this has to be glo- – this is fantastic.
1: You know, I, I've i been thinking now, this goes back to – so Favre got there in, what, 92? Yeah, they traded for him in 92. 92, and, and he came in in that game against the Bengals, yep. and then the rest is history. Yep. So basically since I'm 34 years old, so basically since I was in the second grade, the Green Bay Packers have basically had no issue with quarterback playing. Now, guys have been hurt, and Rodgers, you know, Deshaun Kaiser and Joe Callahan and all that stuff, but that was brief. For the most part, for almost three decades, they've had – no concerns about the quarterback position whatsoever, or at least no reasons to have concerns about it. And here they are complaining. Well here and, they are complaining. It's and, unbelievable.
4: And it's not just their fan base. Bill Michaels is the host of the show. He's a pretty prominent sports talk host in Milwaukee. Here's Bill Michaels again on Aaron Rodgers. Good evening and welcome. And this is not going to be a pleasant
2: show today. I'm telling you that right damn now. So if you are an Aaron Rodgers supporter, if you are an Aaron Rodgers lover, you need to turn off your radio and go to that milk toast kiss-ass place that everybody else that really wants green and gold glasses to wear goes to. Tonight, this loss, this season, the Dunn Club is on Aaron Rodgers. million worth of crap tonight. He wasn't throwing the ball to check downs. He wouldn't live to fight another day. He stunk tonight. Don't tell me about deep passes and all the great things that he can do when the obstinance does not allow this team to win because of number 12, period. This one is on Aaron Rodgers. Done. The season is over because of Aaron
4: Rodgers. Gary Ellison, how are you doing today? The only question, Chris Long, of Channel 5 is... Would you take him? Because clearly Green
1: Bay, oh, clearly the him.
4: Packers are tired of him. Cut him. CFL.
5: Aaron Rodgers, not an NFL quarterback. Get rid of him. Bench him. That's put, the put Sean
1: Kaiser in, right?
5: <sighs> I mean I, I like you compare to Viking fans who there is a Kirk Cousins camp and there is a not Kirk, no one's lukewarm on Kirk Cousins. Who's lukewarm on Aaron Rodgers other than this goof that you just had talking on the radio?
4: Oh, the fans are turning. The fans are the well, fans as well. And that's is, an amazing narrative. And that's like, an amazing
6: yeah. narrative by McCarthy and Company. Guys, I think we have another poll question. Okay. How many draft picks are you trading for Aaron Rodgers since Green Bay all, fans clearly all, don't want him? Oh,
5: every pick for the next five <laughs>
4: years. Do the Mike Ditka times five. Yeah. <laughs> the Her- the Herschel Walker trade, nothing compared to what I'm about to do to acquire the services of Aaron Rodgers. I'm just amazed. He threw for 332 yards last night. With no picks. He threw a 50-yard touchdown while hopping and skipping away from the pressure, and he lobbed, and he <laughs> lobbed the ball something like 50 yards. Now, I didn't see the game. I was, I'm was i
5: all high school football all the time this, these couple weeks. <laughs> but I did see the score, and I did see the box score, and nothing about either of them made me think, boy, Aaron Rodgers must have stunk. Now, I, I, you know, dangerous reading a game through the box score, but was it that bad?
4: Could it possibly have been that bad? It was that bad, just not him. It was That's what that I don't bad. Yeah. Somebody, somebody. Now, I, I was at the Wild game last night, and I watched the highlights today, and I read up on the game very thoroughly. But if you watched the game, Manny Hill, explain this to me. Mike McCarthy elects to punt with 4:20 oh, left. Oh my gosh. And the Packers are facing now. Now they are down by three points. Okay, Chris Long. They are facing a 4th and 2 from their own 33. The previous possession the Seahawks had scored on. So the Packer defense, which is not great, was already showing signs of being tired. But they're your only shot at that point. <laughs> but, Mike McCar- but Mike McCarthy elects to punt the ball on 4th and 2. Aaron Rodgers can't get... You don't think... You, you in your coaching mind think to yourself, I'm down by 3 here. I have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I'm going to trust my defense to get the ball back, which, by the way, they did not, and Seattle successfully ran out the clock. That, to me, is inexplicable.
5: There's so many times where you see a team punting in a situation like that where Greg Easterbrook, who used to write a very good Tuesday morning quarterback column that might still be around, but I'm not sure anymore, used to say head coaches save their jobs by not losing by much. A two-point loss is going to look a lot better than a nine-point loss. So that's why, Coach, they would rather lose by two then go for that and gamble and try to win the game. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but if you think about it, how many times have you seen teams punt from their own thirty? You okay, know, but, on fourth, exactly again, that
4: situation. But again, consider my question: the quarterback here. So you would rather you would rather try. And by the way, he's gone. Yes. Mike McCarthy's gone. He's I, got no chance of serving. I trust
5: this. Aaron Rodgers to convert a fourth and two more than I trust an
4: exhausted defense oh, so for what, a three right, and out. That's my point. Mm. Right, Period. Right. And yeah. so you, there's no question. Now, if your quarterback is Spurgeon, win. Then I can see saying you still go for it because the odds are still the dice. I don't know. The 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 odds are still yeah. The odds are still better. I I don't like teams
5: that punt. Well, if we if we get turned over here, they're going to score and then the game's over. Game's over anyway. The moment your punter foot hits the ball, the game's over anyway. Mm -hmm. Why am I getting so wound up about this?
1: That's that's my thing. (laughs) I'm, I'm I'm amazed. Longer that I'm sitting here like offended. I'm not even a Packer fan, and I'm and I'm like offended. <laughs> right. I am angry you know why you at are? Mike McCarthy for punting had, that ball because your
5: time. team hasn't had a quarterback in right. a generation. That's right. why this is why. Yeah. It
4: ma- but this is why it makes perfect sense. I this, shouldn't say that. That was way too harsh on some decent, but not great quarterbacks. Not really the the <laughs> the stupidity of these fans to actually have. Have the ability to go where they're going today, which is I'm tired of Aaron. Aaron's making too many. He he skipped a ball. I'm tired. Of, you're you're offended on Aaron's behalf because this guy has been. These people have had well, two quarterbacks since 1992, I was just and, they're, say, and, and they're going to. You're spoiled. You know what? Moan. You're, you're spoiled. Yeah. So let's slap them in the face. That's why you're offended because they deserve to be slapped in the face today. It's, Who are you going to go get? You're, oh, you're, no, you're mad he, you're mad at
1: this guy? Like well, the fix is who are simple. you gonna go get?
4: The fix is simple. They're what going quarter to,
1: what quarterback going are you to fire, gonna
4: go get that's better than this guy? The fix is simple. They're gonna fire McCarthy. You're but honest. the but the idiocy of these people to actually question the quarterback and say, Well, he is a big part of this problem is as stupid as any sports thing you will hear.
5: He's as prone to anyone of having a bad game. He is But he's going to have Way less of them Than most quarterbacks In the NFL And for him to say I'm done with Rodgers I mean you, you take him off that team They are a car
1: fire Oh we already saw that Last year Yeah Yes I forgot how soon <laughs> I forget We saw that last year Yes How
5: soon I forget <laughs> Right Wisconsin wait, Come on wait. Be, be better Wisconsin Here's some more oh, boy. Go
4: Pat, Go Oh this is glorious
2: Miss field goal Hurt him Again, yeah. and then also Aaron Rodgers and his obstinance and stubbornness not to throw the damn checkdowns time and again throughout this game cost them the game and cost them the season. $170 stop million on. paperweight. No, it's not Bill. worth stop. it. Bill. Come on, man. No. No.
5: no come on. No. Come on. Bring nope. it back. No. Nope. Hot take police. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Somebody send the hot take police to that studio immediately. That is first-degree hot takery.
1: I mean... Here we are across the river how how many times did we get angry at Brad Childress for throwing too many checkdowns and they're mad at and he's mad at Aaron Rodgers for he, he didn't take the checkdowns
3: what
5: that was Christian Ponder's entire tenure was
4: checkdowns it
1: gets what? it gets better can it oh yeah
4: <laughs> it can go,
7: Pat, go. Uh, i think it's a question of uh Rodgers, maybe not being that football smart. It is not. Uh, it is not smart when you don't uh, take advantage of your checkdowns. Two checkdown passes. This could have been a great performance by Rodgers. I don't know if it's uh, if he needs a sports psychologist. Seriously, because it's there. It's being talked about nationally that he's passing those open receivers up. Uh, for yeah, for incomplete passes. So, uh, it, yeah, bottom line is just not smart
5: football. Go, Pat, go. It truly is a
4: state full of Randy from Cottage Grove's. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yes. Yeah. That's about <laughs> as close as you can get. Aaron Rodgers is not
5: football smart.
4: Yeah. And by,
5: they've been watching too much Wisconsin Badger football, where it's ground and pound and check down,
4: and it works. And. and by the way, he said the caller said that Chris Long, and nobody cut him off, nobody even stopped him. He they it's they allowed radio. him to continue with his point.
6: They actually agreed with him afterwards. I cut that part out, but they actually agreed with him afterwards. It's,
4: it's good
1: radio.
5: I
4: mean, listen,
6: it's
1: oh, good. It's good wow. radio. Oh, it's great for us because we're just having so much fun. Right I just this is, this don't. Is, Understand. This is glorious. This hold is on, glorious. hold on, hold
4: on. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play this one again because I think we glossed over some absolute gold here. Go pack, go. I fault myself. Listen to this one closely again. Mm-hmm. Bill Michaels. Mm-hmm. missfield field goal hurt him. Again, yeah.
2: and then also Aaron Rodgers and his obstinance and stubbornness not to throw the damn checkdowns time and again throughout this game cost them the game and cost them the season. $170 stop, million on. paperweight. No, stop, it's not Bill. worth it. Stop, Bill. Come on,
1: man. No. No. no come on. No. Come on, bring nope. bring your back.
5: No. Nope.
4: Who's the co-host who's oh, going to bring Bill back? Go. Gary Ellerson. He's the smartest person in that room. A hundred and what? $70 million paperweight? We completely glossed over that line. That's a gloriously stupid but hilarious line. (laughs) I mean, that's as bad as
5: calling him football stupid.
8: I mean...
1: (laughs) It's almost like you're making Uh, these up. Aren't you glad you came upstairs? Yes! I mean... It's almost... Oh, man. Here's what's amazing, (laughs) too. We've been getting flack for being too critical of Kirk Cousins while also praising him. And my thing is... Folks, look across the river. Look what's happening across the river right now. I am. Look p- at what they're saying about one of the two or three greatest quarterbacks to ever lace them up. I, I, I Let's listen to what they're saying.
5: I was on board with the Cousins move when they made it. I'm still on board now. Yes. Are there better quarterbacks in the National Football League? Absolutely. Is Cousins going to have throw up on himself games? Apparently, yes. He still was by far the best option for the Minnesota Vikings at the time. Mm-hmm. Now. What's a better option that who, who would you not trade Aaron? Who would you rather have than Aaron Rodgers right now? Right now, would you trade Aaron Rodgers for Tom Brady? Probably not because Brady's old and he's in the conversation. Let's just it's hard to compare eras. Let's not bring the Elways and the Montanas yeah. and the Unitises is. Current in. Let's quarterbacks. say this millennium.
4: Yeah.
5: He's one of the best three. Oh, they're and, and the Brady her- Brady, Brady, Brady Breeze and Rodgers, and mm-hmm. I don't know that I would trade Rodgers for either of them just on mileage
4: right now. And if you're a Packer fan, your franchise has been absolutely blessed because keep in mind, <laughs> 1992. Now from 90, so if you were born in 92, you know of essentially
1: no quarterback pain and suffering. I was in the second grade the last time the Packers had a legit question mark at that position. And how old are you? Second grade. I'm 34. So. Yeah. 1991 basically was the last time yeah. there was kind of a question mark about that position for that franchise. Yeah. I was in second grade. Yeah. And I'm old and I was in high school. Gosh. And they are
4: I don't well, whatever. All I know is McCarthy's cooked, right? I was tw- yes, he's done. I, mean, oh, he's I was done. 22 in in 92. I just turned 49 this week and Ladies and gentlemen, I remember Lynn Dickey. And if you want pain and suffering, go back. If you're a Packer fan and you are complaining, remember Lynn Dickey. I remember the four-game run of Don Mikowski that captivated. Magic Man. They thought he was the greatest thing ever, yeah. and then he went right over the falls. Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studios, let's take a break. Come back. Uh, Zolgad, Chris Long, Manny Hill, and uh, Jonathan for Hour One. Phil will join at 4 o'clock. Don't forget Sage Rosenfels at 5.15 in the football hour. Don't go anywhere.
0: More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Oh, that's just what they'll be expecting us to do. On 1500 ESPN. Now, back to Mackie and Judd. Hello, boys. Live from the TCL Broadcast
1: Studios. So what do
0: you think? (laughs) It's pretty cool, I guess. On
1: 1500 ESPN. All right, let's uh, take a look at your traffic here while we're on the subject of crashes in the uh, Midwest. 169 northbound we've got a crash in hopkins people you got to be careful out here that crashes between 36th street and minnetonka boulevard that's causing a uh, seven minute delay also 52 northbound we've got a crash in st paul causing a five minute delay that's uh, between eaton street and plato boulevard so folks you got to be careful out there the winter is uh, upon us and the roads are a little bit slick be careful
7: I think it's a question of uh, Rogers maybe not being that football smart. It is not. Uh, it is not smart when you don't uh, take advantage
4: of your check. All right, I'm going to stop the caller right there because. Well, wait, wait. I'll, Somebody I'll, I'll had to. I'll, Somebody I'll had to. Him. Yeah. One on. of the most foolish statements I've heard in a long time. Go, All right. Go. So, if you're a Viking fan right now, you are. You should be very pleased because. The Packers, while they still have Aaron Rodgers, who's a great quarterback, are seemingly for them in disarray. Here's the other thing, though. Going into Sunday's game, coming out of that game, and especially these next two, which are going to go Chris Long Sunday night, (laughs) At Soldier Field, and then well, U.S. Bank Stadium, the Packers here the following Sunday night.
5: This Sunday night's now massive with right. the Packer loss. Yeah.
4: The, the point being, though, is if you beat the Bears on Sunday, and if you go back to back and beat the Bears and Packers, you're in. This is this is your division to completely control. Yep. And it, it buys
5: you an out somewhere. And I won't rehash the conversation you guys had this uh, yesterday. I almost said this morning because I was listening to your show from yesterday while I was raking leaves today. Uh, The whole part about what you have to do with New England and Seattle. Okay, yeah. If you win these two, you can definitely split those and have no issue at all. You're still in wonderful shape.
4: Mm -hmm. But the Lions are dumpster fire. Yes, the Packers are will be if they were. The Packers are going to fire their coach, I believe, at some at some point here, probably the Monday after the regular season comes to an end. The Bears are an ascending club, but the Bears aren't you yet. The Bears have a really have a really good defense, but you know, you Trubisky is an improving player, but you're the team that went out and spent eighty four million dollars guaranteed on a three year contract for a quarterback. This should be this absolutely without a doubt should be. Your division. I mean... I know it's a... I, and, and your defense is really good, too. This should be your division. Y- 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 there's
5: a path in. If you lose this one to the Bears, you'd have to beat the Bears in the what, season finale, correct?
4: Is, uh, is yes. In a rematch?
5: Yep. So that's not a killer. I, you can do more good than harm the next two weeks. I mean, you can't lose to the Packers. Obviously that. But, uh, I, yeah, I mean, you win these next two games, you effectively have, what, a two-and-a-half game lead? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh on the division and you effectively make sure that you're not going to lose a tiebreaker to the bears. If it comes to that
4: six, five, one, six, four, six, eight, two, five, five. If you would like to join the conversation, we are in the TCL broadcast studios. Also uh, during the course of today's Mackey and judge show, we're going to have a couple giveaways for uh, two wolves tickets, um, for tonight's game against Portland, which will be transferable by email. So if, if you win those, it'll be very easy to get them. Let's take a call here from uh, Finn. What's going on? Well, John,
8: I gotta say, I was listening to the beginning of this conversation about Aaron Rodgers, and I was like, "You know what, Judd is wrong. He's there's no Wisconsin fans mad at him." And now I find myself completely one eighty'd and just (laughs) shocked. Right, I am too. Of these things that you're playing, because I'm like, everyone's acting like, "Oh, he's having a bad season. Nineteen touchdowns and what one interception? Who?" This is akin to
5: the fans that ripped on LeBron James because all he did was got his team to the finals five years in a row and only yep. won once. He's still the greatest player in the NBA. Just because the rest of his team stinks, that's not on him.
8: No, and honestly, I'm seeing more. I'm shocked that we're not seeing more. Like I don't even know why McCarthy is still. I'm a Packers fan and I've been sick of this man for three years. Seeing the same schemes over and over again and refusing to let Aaron Jones hold on to the ball, I I don't understand that at all.
4: Yeah, no. and Thanks, Finn. Yeah, it's not me. It's not me saying this and I'm shocked too. So I'm not making this up that Packer fans are mad. In fact, let's hear from another angry Packer fan. Go
0: Pack! Go! If, If they determine that Aaron Rodgers is uncoachable and nobody can coach him, Then Rodgers has to go. They get a boatload of picks and people.
2: Ah, My head's going to explode. The problem is you have a player now who is bigger than the team, and that's why McCarthy's lost the locker room. And you can't do anything to rein this guy in other than bench him for a series or just call four straight draw plays up the middle and do not allow him to run the ball, but he's not going to do that. This guy single-handedly has cost us three games this year. In fact, Aaron Jones was the reason we scored. When he took the two checkdowns to him, the guy got massive yardage. Rodgers wants the interview after the game on the field. He's a deep ball diva. I don't think he can reign him in. And the bottom line is, I don't think we go to the Super Bowl until somebody says to this guy, you're costing us.
1: We've got longer standing up. Okay,
5: Wisconsin, listen up. <clears throat> it sounds like you all are somehow, if there is a McCarthy v. Rogers situation, it sounds an awful like you all are siding on the McCarthy side. What is wrong with you people? How, uncoachable. That's on the coach. And Jimmy Butler's uncoachable. Who did we blame?
1: And well, now, Butler and the coach, but and, and now we want to build. But the Butler offense. wasn't the best player in the league, and and see now, Chris, now we want to build the offense around Aaron Jones. Now, see, and where's that bench, coming bench from? Rodgers, and let's build the offense around Aaron Jones. There you go. Uncoachable.
5: It might just be that he is smarter <laughs> and better at what he does than his coach is at what he does. I would on that hill. <laughs> You're exactly right. Like, I'm exasperated for, and I, I'm I don't, I'm not from here. I didn't grow up a Viking fan. I don't, mm-hmm. I like to feed the Wisconsin-Minnesota thing. That's good for business, right, for all of us. But I don't really like to get involved in that, but I'll play along with the bit. However, if it were Minnesota fans saying this, we would be out here. We were supposed to, like, look, hey, and we've done it with Kirk Cousins. Get rid of him. He's terrible. Why'd we, he was the best option available. We've all mm-hmm. been somewhat voices of reason on this. And by we, I mean everyone in the media, not just the 1500 slash five family. What are these guys hosting the show? Just fanning these flames. I'm so exasperated over this. Yeah. Like it's, I, I don't, I'm I'm serious. If I didn't know better, I'd say you're making this up. You're making these calls up. There's no way Packer fans could possibly <laughs> really be saying this.
4: Now, fortunately in the 1500 ESPN Twitter poll of the day, <laughs> Mackie and Judd poll, is Aaron Rodgers to blame for the Packers problems? Voting so far 66% said no you idiots, 34% saying yes. Slightly so somebody sli- but for anybody <laughs> slightly so, slanting the poll saying no you idiots, but okay. <laughs> so so the incredible thing though is that anybody blames this guy. That's the incredible thing. Uh, there if, are situ- there are situations. He'll have a bad game, he'll yeah. have a bad play. Yes, sure. Yes, he will, but this is so clearly on Mike McCarthy. Yes! Who who, for unknown reasons, down by three points late in last night's game didn't go for it on fourth and two with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, who failed who failed to challenge the Tyler Lockett catch when he was up by four points, when replays showed that the ball hit the ground, and he did have a timeout, so he could have. Now he had used two, inexplicably two. He shouldn't have. But this problem is so evident, and and here's what I also don't get about the angst. The angst is, oh, this is, Rodgers is uncoachable, this and that. Listen, Mike McCarthy, and this probably happened a year ago, maybe it happened two years ago, Mike McCarthy has simply reached the end of the road as the Packer coach. Mm-hmm. He's been there since Brad Childress was hired here. This is his 13th year. Unless your name is Bill Belichick in professional sports, you have an expiration date on you, and Mike McCarthy's expiration date probably came and went a few years ago, and it was allowed to, and that's the Packers' problem. And fans should be frustrated by that. Completely get that, but to now start pointing and getting upset at a guy—I mean, hold on a second—I got to put the glasses back on and go back to <laughs> I, and go back to and go back to this one because this one, this <sighs> this one, I absolutely love. If
0: if they determine that Aaron Rodgers is uncoachable and nobody can coach him, then Rodgers has to go. They get a boatload of picks and people.
4: I mean, what, what would that be? So you're going, oh so let's say... I'm going to bet but, that it's not that to to nobody could coach him. No, but I mean, let's say, you know, let's say you take him to the market. You just sign him to a new contract. He's still a very reasonable age. He's not 40 like Brady. To our question earlier, our point earlier, how many draft picks would you give up? How many, you know, this whole thing of I'm frustrated by this. And, but, and also, the Ted Thompson did a really good job, I think, for a while. And then he deteriorated as a GM and didn't do a good job. And he lost his job, and that was very fair. But at least when that was going on, I th- I thought Packer fans had it right, which is, what's wrong with our defense? Sure. Packer mm-hmm. fans, and they were right. The defense was allowed to deteriorate to a point where it was inexcusable. And being upset about that and saying, we- we've got this generationally gray quarterback who's being allowed to flail here while the defense stinks or is not very good, all of that made perfect sense. But now you've gotten to the twilight zone period of this entire story. Which is they've just decided to scatter shoot who they're mad at. They can't even decide now. They can't even so so for a while
6: there. Rogers the, is the last guy on that list. I actually got something for you on that. So oh the boy. caller mentioned it: nineteen touchdowns, one interception this season. Rogers has only thrown two or multiple-digit interceptions two seasons in his career. The Chicago Bears as a franchise, I quit looking because I got sick of looking at interceptions <laughs> every year I haven't since done that since nineteen eighty. Yeah. The closest they came was nineteen ninety five with ten. I can keep looking, but they have multiple they have in the mm. team above yeah. ten interceptions every season as a team, and Rogers has only done it twice, and he's out he's only thrown one interception this season, and somehow he's cost them three games.
5: And it's been a while since he's had an A grade yeah. squad around him.
6: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: That I, team that won the Super this. Bowl in 2010 was really good. And I remember they were 10-6, and six, but they lost, like, I think all six of their losses were, like, by yeah. one possession. So, like, they were much better than their record showed. Just, that was probably the last, I, like, top-to-bottom you know what talented this is? Packers team. Go ahead,
4: John. I was going to say, I love the fact that the 1500 ESPN Research Department yeah. went back to a point and said, I, this I is just up. boring, I give up. This is this whole Jonathan, situation. Jonathan
6: threw up his arms and said, "There's seasons where they don't even throw multiple digit touchdowns in a season." <laughs> I love it. I'm looking at a season where it was 7 touchdowns in one season. Hey, theirs? Yeah. <laughs> what and season was it? Can you give us And, and Rodgers is throwing six in a game. I believe it was 1978. Oh, they right, threw well. seven touchdown oh, passes Vince and Evans, 28 maybe? interceptions.
4: Oh, a little Bob Avellini, Vince oh. Evans era. Is that Walter yeah. Payton right. or too early for that? Astonishing. Is that yeah. Walter Payton? Oh, yeah. Oh, very much. Yep. So very th- much Walter This Payton. is
5: like the tree falls on your neighbor's house. You're like, oh, man, am I glad that's not us. You know, I feel bad for him. You know. Man. But it's just sitting there watching going, boy, am I
4: glad. No, no. This is this is the neighbor is cutting down the tree. And and you and can you see say, him yeah. cutting it, and you're like, dude, I don't, I don't think that's a that's good. It's probably I, I don't gonna think, fall on your house. And then it falls on <laughs> and he goes, the no, house. I'm good. <laughs> and you're like, and you say, you're an idiot. You're you're the dumbest bleeping neighbor I've ever had.
6: And in then my he goes, life.
5: well,
4: if this stupid tree hadn't, yeah,
6: well, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So apparently, Pro Football Reference updates the logos with the year that you're looking at. I have to go back before there was color in the Chicago Bears logo to find this.
4: (laughs) Thank you, Chris Long. My pleasure. Take a break. Mackie and Judd uh, returns after this. We will have uh, a little bit more Packer vent line. Also, some uh, Wolves talk with our guy, Danny Cunningham. We're in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Don't forget a couple pairs of Wolves tickets to give away before we're done at 6 p.m. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming
0: up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN.
6: And the stat again? How many times, or how many interceptions the Bears have thrown in a season... It was below nine, or it was below ten, for the last time, or the last time that happened, nineteen thirty-two. Wow! Oh, they word. opened the season with three straight ties. The total score in those games zero. Well, you know what though?
4: Bears Aaron, are playing
6: at Wrigley Field. Aaron Rodgers, he's still not that good.
4: Sorry. Go, Matt, go. You know Tonight,
9: he's just not a football loss- mind.
2: This season, the Dunn Club is on Aaron Rodgers. Dunn Club. $170 million worth of crap tonight. He wasn't crap. throwing the ball to check downs. He wouldn't live to fight another day. He stunk tonight. Don't tell me about deep passes and all the great things that he can do when the obstinance does not allow this team to win because of number 12, period. This one is on Aaron Rodgers. Done. The season is over because of Aaron Rodgers. Gary Ellison, how are you doing today?
4: All right, go, Pat, go. Danny Cunningham, you recently joined us. Now, now you're a Cleveland guy, so I'm correct. Not, so, so this is only guilt by brief association. Thirteen months. Okay, but you come to us now. I covered the Packers, but that was way back when in the Favre era in two thousand three and four. So you come to us very recently from Madison, Wisconsin. Yes, where where the Packers are as popular as they are anywhere else in that state. Mm-hmm. Can you help us? I mean, we just want to laugh, right? Well, I, we're
9: just trying to laugh at the Packers, right? That, that's all we're trying to do here.
1: You, uh, I'm eating this up. This, you, this is this is fantastic.
9: I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just not a high Q, high IQ football player, right? Wait,
4: wait, here here, here it is.
7: Uh, I think it's a question of uh, Rodgers maybe not being that football smart.
4: <laughs> there
9: was. <laughs> It is remarkable to me that there is a fan base in Wisconsin, Packers fans, that side with Mike McCarthy, mashed potato Mike.
4: (laughs) No, sir, I'm explain
9: it to us because we're we're there's no legitimate explanation for it. But you got a shot. What are these people thinking? They're nuts. Like they, uh, th- I can tell you this. Okay. This is not
1: the entire, please tell no, me this no, is not no, the no. entire oh, no. fan base. No, no, this no. This is no. just, okay.
9: There are, there are plenty of fans that are like, this dude needs to go. He can't coach. No, he's not yeah. a good coach. Plenty of fans like that that are correct. Yeah. Because he he needs to be fired. But there's also fans that think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers maybe isn't all that he's cracked up to be. And a lot of fans kind of feel that way because of his personality. There are some Packers fans that just felt like Brett Favre related to the Wisconsinite far more than Aaron Rodgers, the California boy, does. Now, I know, obviously, Brett Favre is a kid that was from Mississippi, a good old Southern boy, and Aaron Rodgers is a California native, and that just doesn't relate with a lot of Wisconsinites, and that's why some of them don't feel the same way about Aaron that they felt about Brett.
4: But don't they realize that Mike McCarthy is a complete bozo? Some of them. But I don't some know, of them don't. What do they like about Mike at this point? I can't tell you. And I can two. just Tell, tell you me. that
9: they don't like Aaron.
4: Fourth and two. And that
9: leads them into liking Mike. Fourth and
4: two last night with a terrible defense. At their thirty-three, they've just given up a score defensively. They punted. Don't get the ball back. What are you thinking, Mike? The, it's inexcusable. The locket catch, where the replay showed that the ball hit the ground. You don't. You've got a timeout left. Now mm-hmm. you've now you've mismanaged your first two timeouts, but you've got one left. You don't use it. I I understood when Packer fans were upset at Ted about the defense. Well, Ted Ted was not good, and Ted was Ted in Ted's offense. He was good at one time, but but he he really fell off. I agree, really fell off. But the point was, for a long time there, the angst of Packer fans made sense to me. They, They they pointed at the right things and at least had a good idea of what they were talking about. But this has now entered, Danny, into a Twilight Zone type of situation for me, where it's almost like they've just completely lost their bleeping minds, or they some have. have. And now they are just going to blame whomever they possibly can, including a quarterback that... Well, wait, hold on a second. I'll find this one for you. Listen to this one, because then <laughs> we can react to that. This is the best one. This is if, the best. If they
7: determine
0: that Aaron Rodgers is uncoachable and nobody can coach him, then... Rodgers has to go. They get a boatload of picks and people.
4: Okay,
9: you take you take them to market. No, can you can you play the paperweight one? Oh, <laughs>
4: sure, I can. That <laughs> one's You favorite. know what? I'm going to I'm going to make this official for you. Go, Pack go. Miss field goal hurt him. Again, yeah.
2: and then also Aaron Rodgers and his obstinence and stubbornness not to throw the damn checkdowns time and again throughout this game cost them the game and cost them the season. A hundred and seventy million dollar paperweight. No, it's not here. worth it. Come on,
3: no. <laughs> no, no, come on, no, come on, bring, nope. bring you back.
9: No. Imagine thinking that. Imagine thinking... That, that's the host, too, by the way. Yes, that's that, Bill, that, Michaels. That's that, Bill that's, Michaels.
4: That's not a caller. No,
9: that that guy <laughs> is getting paid for that take. And and a substantial <laughs> amount of money. Bill Michaels is not poor. And people get mad at me about my cousin's takes. I'm not as familiar with your cousin's take as I am him calling a... Hang Eric. on to the damn football is my and, only take. And that's not controversial.
4: It's not. Ca-
9: calling a guy that is arguably... You can make the argument that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest thrower of a football that we've ever seen mm-hmm. in terms of ball placement and just everything Arm that talent, he does. Yeah. It's magical. And he's calling him a paperweight. That's so funny. How, how do you legitimately have that take? And listen to how heated Bill is. And his producer is even trying to rein him in and he can't.
4: Well, hold on a second here. Let's, let's hear Bill. Okay, so here's how Bill started the show.
2: And welcome. And this is not going to be a pleasant show today. I'm telling you that right damn now. So if you are an Aaron Rodgers supporter, if you are an Aaron Rodgers lover, you need to turn off your radio and go to that milk toast kiss-ass place that everybody else that really wants green and gold
4: glasses to wear goes to. Go, Pat, go. Now you are, full disclo- disclosure, a Cleveland Browns fan, correct? Yeah. Like you grew up... Doesn't it make you, especially since you're you're young, so so you have basically seen Browns 2.0, which has been a quarterback disaster. The, the Vikings it, have had a lot of bad quarterbacks. You've been a disaster. Tim Couch, those guys. The
9: Did, Browns have had three seasons above five hundred since I've been alive, and I'm 25. Okay, which is very frightening.
4: But doesn't this reaction make you <laughs> P.O.'d? Like this is re- yeah, this, like, this is ridiculous. I mean, this yeah. okay, it's funny. It is funny, and I'm with you on that. Oh, it's hilarious. But it also crosses a certain threshold of you really, you people, or some of you really have lost sight of what you have. Do you know what I would do to have Aaron
9: Rodgers for a single season in brown and orange? Just just one year. If you could Fred have put Favre in, here, two thousand nine. If mm-hmm. you could have put if the year that the Browns went seven and nine when Brian Hoyer started a whole bunch of games, and then they made the change to Johnny Manziel. If you put Aaron Rodgers on that team, they're like current day Aaron Rodgers. They are maybe a Super Bowl contender. Like that 2014 team, they were a good quarterback away from being a really really good team, but no, they're stuck with Brian Hoyer and Johnny Manziel. Was that these guys? Kaczynski coaching them that year, or was it? Was that that Patton? was the first year of Patton? Patton, okay. That was Patton's first year, and then they went to Johnny, and then his second year he went three and thirteen, and it was just bad news. Yeah, but if you would have given, if you would give me Aaron Rodgers for a year, do you know how much better that would have made my entire football life? Yeah, I've been stuck with Tim Couch, Kelly Holcomb, Ty Detmer, right. Jason Campbell. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Robert Griffin the third. Yeah, Johnny Manziel until Baker Mayfield won his second game. Johnny Manziel was well, till Baker won his third game. Johnny Manziel was the leader in quarterback wins for the Browns over the past four years. Johnny Manziel (laughs) won two games. And these people
3: are
1: complaining. What was was the stat? Ben Roethlisberger has more wins wins than any other quarterback at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Since
9: 1999, Ben Roethlisberger is the all-time winningest quarterback inside Cleveland Browns Stadium. Oh, I feel for you.
4: All right, let's take a break. Come back, Um, Mackie and Judd. Phil will join the show at four. TCL Broadcast Studios, right now. Zolga, Danny Cunningham, Manny Hill, fifteen hundred ESPN. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Guys, I thought we were in a hurry. On fifteen hundred ESPN.
0: Mackie and Judd are back.
7: Start churning butter and put on your church shoes, little sister, because we're about to blast off.
0: On fifteen hundred
4: ESPN. All right, TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie, uh, right around the corner at 4 o'clock right now. Zolga, Danny Cunningham, Manny Hill. And I have a trivia question for you, Wolves-related, and if you call up with the correct answer, 651-646-8255, you'll win two tickets for tonight's game against Portland, which are uh, transferable via email, so it's a very easy process. Here is the trivia question. Name the Wolves' top three scores from their inaugural season in 1989-90. Name the Timberwolves' top three scorers in their inaugural season when they played in the Metrodome, which was back in eighty nine 30 years of ineptitude, folks. That's what we're sitting on. 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. Six, six, five, 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 six, six, five, five. And if you get that right, top three scorers from eighty nine ninety, 90 you will be going to the Wolves in Portland tonight. Danny Cunningham, uh, tell me, what, what's the expectation with the Wolves coming off home victories this week so far over uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the Pelicans This one, I am going to guess, is going to get a little bit tougher than what the Wolves have faced the past eight quarters. Yeah, but the expectation is that they continue to play how they played on Wednesday night, especially
9: in the first half, how that team looked then. But yeah, Portland's a better team than New Orleans. There's no questioning that. Damian Lillard's Outstanding and might be one of the most undervalued players in the NBA in terms of who we talk about for just how good he truly is. And C.J. McCollum's not quite there as being as talented, but he's also underappreciated. This is a, a very good team, and they might get overlooked because of what happened in the playoffs last year where they lost in four games to the Pelicans, and which no one expected. I, I know some people maybe expected the Pelicans to win that 3-6 matchup, but no one thought it was going to be a sweep. But Portland's a really good team, and this will be a, a definite tough test. And I'm really interested to see how much, how often we see Robert Covington on Damian Lillard on the defensive end because he can guard point guards. And Dame's one of the more explosive point guards in the NBA, and I think that you can absolutely get away with having Andrew Wiggins on Evan Turner for a lot
4: of the night. Mm-hmm. Now, how how good do you think that this Wolves team can be as currently constructed? So Butler's gone, but but you've— Certainly, in uh, in Covington, got a good defensive player back. Sure. It seems like you have your your potential young stars are much more at ease now. Mm-hmm. So, taken into into the human aspect of how this is going to shape up, what do you think the expectation realistically is for this franchise now? They're only going to be as good as Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew
9: L- Wiggins allow them to be. That's what their their ceiling rides on those two guys. Yes, Dario Saric and Robert Covington are two very good players. They're two guys that absolutely raise that ceiling a little bit, but they cannot achieve the ceiling without Towns and Wiggins getting them there. Those are two players that we're going to have to see take another step forward. Wiggins especially. Towns has been very good. I know, obviously, he was All-NBA last year. Like You have to be really good to do that. But now we need to see Wiggins take a step up. And, and he, consistently, he, too. Yes. He doesn't need to be Jimmy Butler, but he needs to, to start inching his way towards that. What we saw in the last three or so minutes on Wednesday night out of Andrew Wiggins, we need to see that much more consistently.
4: As far as as that goes to now, who is out of, of the rotation? Because we didn't see Tolliver play Correct. on Wednesday night, if I'm not mistaken. Uh Tyus played, but Derrick Rose didn't. Mm-hmm. And now Rose is out again tonight, is that correct? Um I, th- I thought I saw a tweet about that I yesterday not, from a Portland reporter.
9: I anyway. would not Rose practiced yesterday and okay. talked to the media yesterday. He said that him missing Wednesday's game was more so him being proactive as opposed to General soreness. Yes, and him listening General to his Sarnes. body. General soreness. <laughs> and knowing that he's He's not. He can't recover at the rate he could when he was 21 or 22 years old, mm-hmm. and his body's been through a lot, and he's listening to his body and trying to be proactive in recovery and looking at this as as helping the team in the long haul, even if he has to miss a Wednesday night in November. So I ex- I would expect him to play. He practiced yesterday. He went through shoot-around today. He, I don't expect him to start, though. So is Tyus out if he plays, you think? I'm not entirely sure. Oh, take a guess. Come on. I th- I think yes, and I would pull Tyus from the rotation, but I think that we see Tyus' minutes right around 11, and we might see Josh Okogie's minutes go down a little bit, but he'll still be in the rotation. And as far as Tolliver, I don't think he's going to be in the rotation for the time being just because Tibbs is not a coach that's known for making adjustments. If he were and wanted to play matchups, he could no, absolutely uh, sub in and out Tolliver and-, and Gorgie, but... Tibbs isn't that kind of coach, so it's going to be Gorgie for the time being.
1: Isn't isn't the case with Gorgie too that if you completely just take Gorgie out of the rotation because I thought about this over the last couple of days because of his contract yeah. and that it's something that you might want to still try and move down the line if you just pull him out of your rotation completely like his value is completely shot. Well, someone tweeted at me Wednesday night during the game,
9: during the fourth quarter, they they just tweeted at me out of the blue and said how about that $5.3 million in Tolliver just sitting on the bench? So I respond, I go, well, it's either that or Gorgie's $16 million sitting on the bench. Take right. your pick. Yeah. Like both of them aren't going to be on the floor. So you get to choose if you want the $16 million guy sitting on the bench or the mid level
1: exception sitting on the bench because one of them is going to happen. Who, if, if who you can still, you trade? Well, if you're trying to, if you want to hope to maybe still try and move Gorgie Jennings' contract down the line, you got to try and play him. Yeah, that contract I mean, it's just, but it's, but if you put him the at thing. the end of the bench, like you're, there's, there's no chance you're going to be able to move him.
9: But here's the thing: if he starts playing well, it's going to help this team win. And if that happens, Tibbs ain't trading him. That's right. So it,
4: it's, it's bittersweet. All right, here's truthfully. the, here's the only thing I do not want to see. I will become very upset, as upset as a Packer fan. If if, <laughs> if minutes are cut too much, Josh well, Akogi, well, where do
9: you think he should be at minutes wise? Where I want to know where you personally stand on this because I, I thought have the, my
4: I thought the amount that he played against the Pelicans was very fair and and he added in that I love what he brings. I do too. He is the anti Wiggins. But I actually think that Andrew seeing a guy like that is good for Andrew. And seeing two guys like that now with Robert sure. Covington here? So I don't want I don't want a Kogi to be treated like, well, he's just a young player and that's fine. I want him to be a very important element of this team because he brings a hustle factor that a lot of well, I shouldn't say a lot, that's not fair, some of your team doesn't have.
9: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think he needs to be right around between 17 and 20 minutes a night. And I would like to see half of those minutes come sharing the floor with Robert Covington. I would love to see. I mm. They had a lineup yeah. on Wednesday night. It was Cat, Sharich, Covington, Akogi, and Tyus Jones. Now, Tyus Jones likely won't be the guard, the lead guard in that spot, which is fine, but the other four, I love that how that fits, and I would like to see more of that. I think that could potentially be the best lineup for the Wolves, and truthfully, if Andrew Wiggins could be a ball handler, how great would that lineup be where you could put him in at the point and have Sharich, Okoge, Covington, and Towns. Before you go. <laughs> go, back, go! Missed field goal hurt him
2: again. Yeah. And then also Aaron Rodgers and his obstinance and stubbornness not to throw the damn checkdowns time and again throughout this game cost them the game and cost them the season. $170 stop million on. dollar paperweight. No,
3: it's not Bill. worth stop it. Stop, Bill. Come on, man. No. No, no come on. No. Bill. Come on. Bring you nope. back. No. Nope.
7: Uh, I think it's a question of uh, Rodgers maybe not being that football smart. It is not uh, it is not smart when you don't uh, take advantage of your checkdowns. Two checkdown passes, this could have been a great performance by Rodgers. I don't know if it's uh, if he needs a sports psychologist. Seriously because it's there. It's being talked about nationally, that he's passing those open receivers up uh, for, you know, for incomplete passes. So uh, bottom line is just not smart football. Go, Pat, go! Bye, Danny.
0: People, people, I have an important announcement.
7: Mackie and
3: Judd are back after this brief timeout Woo! on 1500 ESPN.